Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ooh, wait, wait. No, 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 uh, no, no. Listen, no. I, listen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I hate you for that. Let me fix it. Hello, and welcome back to Let Me Fix It, the podcast that lets us be Olivia Pope from Scandal, except that there's no politics, no murder, and neither of us have Shonda Rhimes money. I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant, and you're tuning in to Let Me Fix It, the podcast that says, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and not stage your own cry. I hate crime hoax. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Uh, and uh, we are crazy excited to have our very first guest on the pod today. Oh my goodness. Yes, you have seen her on Florida Girls, a black lady sketch show, Lopez versus Lopez. Mom, this mama is booked and okay. busy, okay? But I know her personally and professionally from our work together on the reboot of iCarly. She is the host of the award winning hit podcast Scam Goddess, coming straight from the congregation's pulpit to the front of the Lemmy fix it classroom put your lighters up for my girl the brilliant the hilarious lacy mosley <laughs> yes give me a jamaica air horn from your mouth <laughs> 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 thank you that introduction was so amazing friend i really appreciate y'all having me on the pod i'm i'm really excited to be here truly honestly so we're we feel the same exact way. We love you so much. Uh, thank you, you so much for being our very first. I know. Inaugural. Uh, Come on, uh, pass, yes. the, pass the first anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lacey, I have a quick question for you because we hear Fran and I, Let Me Fix It, was on Scam Goddess. Thank you yes, for having that us. That was an amazing episode. Everyone loved you. Yeah, and my friends were like, wait, you were on Scam Goddess? What? Oh, um, uh, they love you. So we here Let Me Fix It, we love everything Lacey Mosley. We love everything Scam Goddess. But one thing I didn't get to ask you is who, well, is it you singing the opening of your show? It is. Girl, yes. Scam Goddess. Come on now. No, she's giving us, what did you call it, dulcet tones? Dulcet. She's giving us, mm-hmm. she's giving us these modulations. But she's also belting her face off. You better get it. Thank she is. you. It's been wild. I've been doing live shows and I start it with devotion because it's my church. And um, <laughs> people know the song. I've seen people's babies singing the song. And so we start like <laughs> scams. And I laid that in a Earwolf studio. There's no mixing. There's no mastering. I really want to mix it at some point because I feel so bad about it. I laid all the like, I was trying to do my Beyonce and have like, you know, like the background, like the, the yeah. soprano, the, you know, alto, yes. the they contralto. But um, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I was in traffic on Laurel Canyon and it just came to me and I was like, okay, I'm going to write this down. Uh, I like this. Yeah. I want to go to Coachella and just do a set of 15 seconds of that song. 
honk. <laughs> Somebody book me. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I'm going to manifest a music video Ooh. for that opening. <laughs> yes, please. That's when, when the TV show comes... We need a full music video. Oh, Lord Jesus. They're not ready for that. I have a very bootleg one. I'll send it to you. <laughs> okay. Ooh. I can't wait. All right. So, Lacey, we love a game on Let Me Fix It. So, Delon and I put together a little game to play with you, and it is inspired by your brilliant show about all things Ooh. scams and hot and fraud. So, we thought that we were going to bring you these topics, and then you will help tell us if it is a scam, a deal, or if it's trash. Okay. Okay. So first up, a Groupon for teeth whitening. Scam, deal, or trash? Oh, I'm going to say deal because teeth whitening is very expensive. So it's a, sure, it if me and my homegirl can go in and get it together, come on now. We both leave with a brighter spot. And when in doubt... And when in doubt, just use a, a TikTok filter. Right. <laughs> click that button. And the good thing I, about a teeth whitening scam is like, what's going to happen? My teeth going to be browner when I leave? Like, it, I can only go up from here. That, right, right. <laughs> I mean, listen, my, my coffee stained teeth are brown. And I did have a Groupon for teeth whitening. Turns out you have to go back more than once. Not, yes. not your tongue pink, your teeth brown. No. <laughs> <laughs> your teeth are not brown, Delon. <laughs> his, his mouth not is pink. Not the sexy red reference. <laughs> Listen, she may be a Trump supporter, but it's still ski. Uh -uh. Yeah, the the song is the song is a bop. Yes, her politics not mm, so not a bop, not those. Next one, credit cards, scale, um, scam, deal or trash? Credit cards, scam, and one of the best ones because if you pay that bitch off, then your credit goes boop 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 all the way to the ground. Inch, what? That it makes no the sense. Interest rates are a scam. Rigged. The darker your skin, the higher the percentage. Ooh, um, talk about that. <laughs> And like it's it's free money in quotes, and then you get sucked in. And obviously, a lot of us are behind the eight ball in the United States. So it's like, yeah, you put in groceries on your credit card. You put in, you know, your mama. Talk about it. Your mama needs some new shoes on her car on your credit card. So um, they're definitely a scam. Um, I wish that we could all just use money that was given to us, but you know, mm -hmm. corporations love to get they they work on time, but they don't want to pay you your money on time. Here's here's a, an addendum oh, to that though. Hello. Do we think that the credit card points we earn balance out the scam like is that a deal to the scam because listen i've got a couple of i think the i think the points are a scam the points are a scam there's always even. certain the because then you're spending money to get the points you're make you're spending money to get money you can't use the points all the time there's all these like little things you can't use the points on wednesday thursday fridays after 2 p.m nice and weekends like what, yeah. when do i use the points right, old right, school right. verizon like let me call you after 9 p.m i can't Wait. use it on my minutes remember when they did Wait. that to us talk Yo, about some better, minutes sure even you though the whole time them. they knew that we could use our phone at any point it wasn't gonna bring the cell tower down minutes were a scam minutes <laughs> were totally oh, Lacey, you just brought me all the way back limited yes, text yes and now and then scan who was it was it sprint first who was like unlimited text unlimited calls mm -hmm. any time of the day and you're like y'all you, you right. do and this. then sprint is a scam so you're not doing sprint no. you do listen i like i like sprint for this reason i don't have sprint but i do fuck with this scam that they did remember that guy who would be like uh can you hear me now good can yeah you hear me now? yes as soon as his contract then, was up because there was not a non-compete sprint picked his ass up and was like can you hear mm -hmm. us now wow. we can hear us oh, better that's right. huh that's the verizon guy yes, yes. He that was from, he yes. got Listen, a bag. that was amazing that was a nice thing oh my god okay um all right delon let's do one more of these before we jump into our episode uh let's try starting to fuck your ex again scam deal or trash 
Ooh, I'm going to say that's a deal because mm. you know what you're getting into. Okay, you know if your ex got good wop, good bop, you know, ping or whatever, you know what I mean? You know what the apartment's giving. It's not Dad. mattress on the floor, you know, right, you got right. snacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Snack. It's, 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 it's something familiar. It's, you know, it's a risk out here when you try to fuck somebody new. But somebody older, you know, old is gold sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I would, it's like riding a bike. Literally, <laughs> literally riding a bike yes. with, with a dildo on it. Um, yes. <laughs> no, but I also think, like, there's something familiar about that dildo, right? You're like, oh, I know what this is. I know how we do this. It's comfort. Mm-hmm. Let's get in it one more time. We got some little time. inside jokes. You know, yeah. don't put that finger there. You know, you, you know the things. <laughs> So you may you cry later, but yeah. You. I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. you're going to cry later. Now, listen, you're going to listen to a lot of emotional music. And depending on your mm-hmm. energy, maybe you're going to be listening to like some Olivia Rodrigo. Or maybe if you <gasps> or toxic, Summer Walker. you're going to listen to Drake. Yes. And Summer Walker, <laughs> if you if you t- a little toxic, but you also still a little sad. And SZA, mm-hmm. if you are very depressed. Because when I heard mm-hmm. SZA on SOS talking about, you took all my special. I said, I got to turn this shit off. I am not going to. You can't put this in my brain. I am special. Ain't nobody uh-huh. my special turn it down <laughs> fran is my oh scissor interpreter translator because i don't know what that girl is saying no one knows and i love friends videos i can't get enough of friends videos girl that no video of, <laughs> of fergie because why was she doing oh. them cartwheels but also i relate no to knows. that as someone who is permanently doing the most <laughs> yes. i've done so many because Lacey will stage. drop it down low she will do a split exactly a wide open. on the one hand yes. if i could do it if i could do it i would do it but less is more but at the same time i will say this now that nowadays these girls are just getting on stage and a bust down in a leotard and giving us nothing and i think oh. i would take Amen. fergie doing cartwheels over the girls giving us absolute like they're not even remember millie vanilli's lives were ruined because the backing track played and their mouths weren't moving <laughs> That is right. literally all. Yes. I have justice for Millie Vanilli because they yeah. actually were scammed by that German man. <laughs> but also now that's this industry standard. Like girls put the mic down and the song just playing, playing. And it's not like Beyonce. Her mic is always on. And the always. only time Absolutely. that she takes the mic from her lips is to be like, okay, y'all, y'all sing y'all favorite part just a little <laughs> bit. And that's enough. Y'all off key. And she's back on the mic. <laughs> but these girls aren't performing at all it makes me want to get into music i'm like i just gotta be in the studio y'all mix it up make it cute i just walk around with my bus down yeah so Lacey and fran the two of you became friends because you you worked together on iCarly the reboot for Mm -hmm. paramount plus fran is a writer and producer on the show and Lacey, you were playing carly's best friend harper bennett bennett court and i actually got to choose that name did you really yes ali was like what do you want your last name to be and the reason i chose it is because jocelyn hernandez has a mugshot with a fake id that schnellica betancourt and i just i loved it so much i was like it's gonna be my oh. own joke for me well it's a betancourt it's it's giving nepo baby it's right? giving money it's giving yeah it's legacy right um but you the two of you really bonded on our carly and solidified your friendship when Lacey, you got a ton of like racial hate and vitriol online because harper wasn't white because the original <laughs> character was white. Yeah. And I mean, not to, you know, go through your trauma at all, but I just wanted to unpack that because I know that's like a big thing that solidified um, your relationship together. Well, Fran fixed me. Like, what y'all do on this mm. podcast, let me fix it. I um, was completely ill-equipped and unprepared for that backlash. And it didn't 
come well a little bit initially like when they released the names it was no photos but it was just a deadline and it said that me and Jaden Triplett were joining the show and that the reboot was happening um and then one person dm'd me who like sis looked black like I was like confused a little bit I was like how you calling me uh self-hatred is a drug how you calling me with a hard r but but you giving me a, a soft a I think we both. I think we both are niggas. What is, can I say? Niggas? Oh my god! Yes, yeah, you I, can I was say like, whatever I think you we both niggas. What you mean? <laughs> and she was like, "You ruined I, Carly, you nigger." And it was just one DM. And I was thinking, like, wow. okay, you know, people are weird online, whatever. And so I asked, why well, I asked the the worst person to ask this to, and not because he's not an amazing person, but because why would he know? So I asked Jerry Trainer. I was like, "Hey, Jerry, are y'all fans racist?" Ooh. A tall white man with yeah, a full head of hair. Not gonna, Why would he know? He's not going to know. A full head of hair, she said. <laughs> he has amazing hair. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know why I did it, but like then when the photos were released, when we were announcing the actual date of the show release, that's when things got really nasty on all platforms, like racist TikToks. They coming wow. at my sister. Like, what? yeah, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, wherever. I'm sure if they had my address, they would have mailed me letters. There were people calling my phone and breathing on it. I found out that my address was on the internet. I moved. Um, wow. It was a. Wow. I got the LAPD secret police number, which I was like, I'm black. Why would I ever call the police? But they were like, these are celebrity police. They won't shoot you because because that's giving you a little bit of whiteness because you on TV. Like what? <laughs> the fact that you had to do all of that just because you had the nerve to be in a TV show that some kids watched when they were you know 12 yeah. 13 years i was old. black and i got a job <laughs> jesus christ i hate that it bonded us but at the same time i was so thankful that i was in the room to advocate for you and to say like we need to stand up and the writer's room made a statement in support of you and Jaden. and unfortunately this happens a lot Halle bailey with the little mm. mermaid john boyega and star wars right like there's all these uh fantasy franchises yeah. when they add a black person the fans are like, not in my fantasy. I want no black That's the fantasy. They don't want niggas. That's, that's their fantasy. They're like, yeah, wait right. a minute. Why are you bringing these people in here? But Fran was really amazing because there, it, there was a time where I just couldn't look at it anymore. And so I just wasn't because I was like, this is torture. And um, I remember maybe like a year ago, I guess I was just curious. I went on Twitter and I looked um, at some of Fran's old tweets and stuff. And there was... Cause I was trying to cancel her. No, um, <laughs> no, there, there were so many threads where she had come in and checked people, corrected people. She had mm. disseminated so much information about, you know, how I wasn't replacing this character, Sam, or like people were trying to say that the threats and the, and, and the racism didn't happen because I had like deleted and then I had a friend take my phone and delete all of the, the niggers and N-words. And then Miranda oh, taught me Jesus. how to block every version of the N-word, including like, you know, like in exclamation point, G, mm. G-E-R. Or like if they put a diphthong or if they, you know, use numbers, anything. Like I blocked every version of nigger that you could possibly do. I blocked the monkey emojis. I blocked wow. the gorilla emojis because it just kept happening everywhere. And so then people were like, oh, she's lying. Like I went on her page and I'm not seeing this. And I was talking to my friend Tawny 
um, also a wonderful black woman who, and on Twitter. And I posted some of the screenshots because I took screen caps because like, I just, I don't know. And I saved all you of them. You did. Know wow. Listen, Fran, <laughs> Fran always has a receipt. Always has and a receipt. And that was a thread where I just thought I was talking to Tani. And then I saw these screen caps where f- people would be like, she's lying. And then Fran was like, oh, she's lying. And then she would <laughs> post all these screen caps like she was lying about this, like receipts. Mm-hmm. So Fran mm-hmm. was on it. Like, I, I really, you don't know how much I appreciate you, Fran, truly deeply like and even how you abdicated for Harper as a character and a human being in the writer's room and making sure that she wasn't a trope because I know there was some girl girlies and when I say girlies I'm talking about white men oh white men <laughs> who was trying to really do me dirty mm-hmm. they were trying to do me dirt mm-hmm. I spice they were trying to do me dirt <laughs> we have to look out for yes. each other not to completely speak for friend but when she was in like the YouTube state space pretty heavily decoded right that era for you Fran was just like riddled with all of that yeah. so like it makes sense that like you were steeled the death threats the all of all of it all of it is yeah. traumatizing so you were, I, I love that you were also like be able to be a superhero for someone else you know she stuck her neck out for me and she didn't have to do that and um i was mm. eternally so grateful uh for you fran i always will be when you've become such Aww. a wonderful friend to me and so the feeling is so this feeling is so mutual we have to be there for each other um, and coincidentally, all of this ties into today's episode. Yeah, so it turns out both of your experiences with online harassment and, you know, are super relevant um, to today's scam goddess-esque uh, topic with Jesse Smollett hate crime hoax. This is what we're talking about today. So if Juicy anyone Smollett. listening... <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Um, so if anyone is unfamiliar, in early 2019, actor Jesse Smollett went to the police alleging that he'd been the victim of a hate crime. But the story very quickly fell apart and turned into a huge media frenzy that ended in Jesse being indicted for felony disorderly conduct and ma- making false statements to police. Jesse's online story then became fodder for right-wing trolls and bigots because to them, it proved that hate crimes are a thing of the past and that if someone comes forward forward that they must be embellishing the truth or outright lying. And that led to a lot of us, especially visible black mm-hmm. folks, getting a lot of online hate and harassment in the wake of Jesse's story blowing up. And the thing that makes the Jesse hoax like so morally repugnant to me is that most hate crimes go unsolved, right? This mm-hmm. man was preying on our collective psyche. He had us out here thinking like our worst fears had been realized yet again. And the collective gasp was like, yo, well, if, if, this guy who's a celebrity who has resources and privilege and security had this happen and I don't have any of that. It's not if, but when it's going to happen to me. And lest we all forget, in this happened in 2019. So this is the era of Donald Trump being president. And hate crimes went up, I think, 20% in major cities yeah. during the Trump administration. Uh, Lacey, have you covered Jesse on Scam Goddess already? I have not covered him yet. Um, the reason being that we have to uh, worry about being sued. And so because there was not official ruling, because it wasn't adjudicated, I have to stay away from things that aren't adjudicated. And I can report things that are already, you know, in verifiable newspapers like the Wall Street Journal, The Cut, and, you know, New York Times, whatever. But when it comes to something that is a little heavier in speculation, especially because he's so litigious, I had to kind of shy away from it. So I was so happy when you said that he was the topic because I'm going to gag out because I have some tea that I didn't tell you about. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, there has been a verdict. He, you know, we are going to talk about this in the, scape, in the scope of 
what happened, what was reported, how we feel about it. But then also, most importantly, we're going to look at his whole career. So we are going to dig into his career, how he went from popping and locking on Empire to getting locked up (laughs) for a hate crime hoax. And then we're going to see if we can fix his career. What would it take to get Jussie back in the public's good graces? Could he have a comeback? We're not really sure, but we are going to figure it out. So without further ado, Jussie Smollett, let's fix it. Okay, Jesse Smollett was born on June 24th, June 21st, 1982. For the record, now we're out we're going calling... back to his birth. <laughs> yes. We just listen. We need to. So he's a Gemini? Is that what I'm gathering? <laughs> it's Gemini that, behavior. <laughs> is that the two faces? Right, that's the two faces. You're better at it than I am because I did not know his. You said June 21 sign. Uh, June 21st. First. Yeah, I believe 82. that's still a Gemini because it creeps over into Cancer at the end of June, but that's still a Gemini. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's he's his wearing, He's got many a mask. That one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we're all here calling him Jesse. At least I'm calling him Jesse, but it's actually Jesse. Like rhymes with hussy, you know. Okay, we- let the record show. I've always called him Justin, <laughs> and, and and hussy. That's the rhyme that you're choosing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean well, is I- it wrong? Is it wrong? <laughs> I mean, fussy, I'm still slushy, him juicy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, listening, and th- that's also what the hard part because the man is beautiful. I mean, delicious, he delicious. He's a good-looking man. Okay, that we we cannot. No one can lie. Okay, about that. so the two of you are comedians. I said what I said. I'm sticking with hussy. So Jesse. <laughs> Jussie rhymes with Hussie Smollett. He was born in Santa Rosa, California, but he spent time between California and New York growing up, eventually landing in in L.A. when he was about seven years old. A factoid, Jesse comes from a whole family of actors, Mm -hmm. and they all have J names. I don't know why we do this in the world. I love it. I like it. Branding. I'm branding my children, okay? Out the womb. (laughs) Out the womb. Y'all got to get to work immediately. Once we get that placenta off of you, baby. (laughs) It's time to get to employment. <laughs> she said, I have your W-2 form here. Um, yeah. So uh, they all have J, name, J names. I assume that's because their parents' names are Joel and Janet. The kids are Jake, Joqui, Jojo, Jazz, and most notably his sister, Journey, who you might know from Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, um, and Eve's Bayou. So Jesse's first major role was in Disney's The Mighty Ducks in the 90s. Loved that movie. But he actually first began his career in entertainment as a child model. Then in 1994, when Jesse was 13, he starred in a show with his IRL siblings on ABC called On Our Own. Do you guys, have you seen this show before? No. I watched a clip of it for this episode, like an episode on YouTube. And I vaguely remember it, but all it I is. is Patty McNeil on my own. I, ah! <laughs> That's all I know. That's the only one ah! I know. Well, so this show revolves around seven siblings who were orphaned in a tragic accident, mm-hmm. leaving their oldest brother to take care of them um, and keep them from being split up and put into foster care. The premise was very dark for a family yeah. comedy. It was. Um, and so the whole family was on this show. And uh, after that, Jesse had a few guest appearances here and there before starring in the indie gay film The Skinny in his early 30s, which co-starred. Is that a genre friend? Indie gay? It is indie gay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. Oh, no, totally. Small town gay. (laughs) Little little gay. Um, And uh, this is really interesting. A friend of the pod, Dustin Ross, uh, co-starred in that short film as Jesse's partner. It's kind Mm. of fun. You might know him from the friend zone or from appearances on the read. 
You also might have seen Jesse as a guest star on The Mindy Project and Revenge, but his star-making turn came when he got cast in Empire in 2014, playing Jamal Lyon, an openly gay musician fighting for his, his father's approval, playing opposite Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson. Did either of you watch oh, Empire? Oh, you know I watched Empire. I watched Empire, like, okay, so the first season, we were really up for it. Drip, drop, drip, drippity, drop. All day, all day. Bitch. when he said that bitch, like i was we were living i would have we would have me and my cousin eric would have these empire themed like dinners so when it came on i was living in brooklyn at the time we my cousin is an excellent cook so he would cook and then i would make like a themed cocktail for the mm. evening and we would have friends over and we would watch empire and we would just cackle and have the best time so i was fully invested in empire in the beginning and then it went in off the, the rails real you know, quick did. though yeah like when it went so two. so and it was like he we got a coma we have a coma storyline right, yeah. already well because the brother the, the the older brother had like he was a little touched right he had like anger issues and stuff he started like yeah. like time traveling oh! and turning into different people and had Daylon, being you possessed were so black, by voices it was it was so weird that's black <laughs> mental health a little touched <laughs> a little, I totally listen I watched the first season and I was into it because Issa Rae I'm supporting everybody black but then to your yes. point Francis is all the time we're allowed to have bad and mediocre content we as are. well TV shows and whatever but I just was like oh this is the one on prime time right now and y'all it's just it just didn't go it just didn't go so Jesse is on Empire for five of it six seasons and his storyline gets a ton of praise for its positive depiction of black gay men on TV now you know I'm not out here trying to give everybody their cookies you know for doing the bare minimum because <laughs> you know when you're in the desert toilet water seems like paradise oh, but uh, <laughs> not the Dasani <laughs> <laughs> The bidet, okay? Um, but just like as a black man, it was amazing to see a character like that that was fully realized, three-dimensional, represented on TV. Not only that, Jesse's character, Jamal, was one of the first black gay characters um, on primetime TV. So that meant a lot to me personally, which makes his fall from grace even more disappointing. You know? Yeah. And I, I wanted to just like flag even the fact that it is so rare to see real gay black characters who aren't one dimensional. Right. So, again, shout out to Harper and Lacey's incredible portrayal because that was really important to me as a queer woman in the writer's room mm. and making sure that she had hobbies and interests. And, Lacey, I'm, I'm curious to just hear from you how being able to portray a queer, fully actualized woman on TV has kind of been uh, an important part of your journey and, and what that's meant to your audience and your fans. So for me, Fran, what you did in that writer's room and not making me, this is the term I always use for this, like not making me flouncy magoo, um, mm. which is what I call a gay character who's just like, I give a one-liner. <laughs> I roll my neck. Like, <laughs> oh, and then I flounce, and out, then of I flounce yeah. out of the scene. Flouncy, okay? Like, not just being a one-dimensional character. For me, in the intersectionality of it all, of like being a black woman, being obviously a, a supportive character to Carly's main character, to Miranda Cosgrove. Like, there's so much it's very treacherous not to fall into one trope or the other so i really appreciated mm. how you went to bat to make sure that i was an actualized black woman but i was also an actualized queer woman and um i really feel like when we see characters like that it starts to break down mm. the stereotypes that have poisoned people's minds about queer people it's not always look there's it's so important to show 
the struggles that queer people go through but i think it's also important to show them just living their lives and just being a part of a universe without having to be entrenched in struggle and i think that that also walks hand in hand with blackness like we don't always just Mm -hmm. have to be at the mercy of the white man or being whipped or being beaten you know and now that they've eliminated you know uh any kind of history about this country in school i guess we got to put on 12 years of slave for everybody (laughs) right but like it's so important and 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 people think that like when we say important i feel like these are starting to all become dog whistles because white people keep weaponizing our language but the truth of the matter is is that it's the truth and so when Mm. you eliminate queer people from spaces you are telling a lie you are Mm. you're like Mm. when you go outside and, and, and you in Brooklyn, um, shout out to girls, and you don't see nary a Negro, nary a Rican, right. na- like, you Hello. know, like, n- <laughs> <laughs> no Asians. Who, who rented yeah. the bodegas? Like, right. it's, it's right. a lie. It changes people's understanding. Yeah, and it changes people's understanding of our world. It makes it harder for them to empathize mm-hmm. with us. It makes it harder for them to see Human. us as people. Yeah. And, and, and so... I am so thankful that we had somebody like you who was also committed to the authenticity of a character. Because sometimes you write the lines and then it goes off and they interpret it however they want and they can put that sauce on it and do the things that make it a little bit too much. And and again, it just it all is a stark reminder of the responsibility mm. that we as diverse intersectional people have. And again, it makes what happened with Jesse and that character even more heartbreaking. Um, just another factoid, Jesse received multiple award nominations for his portrayal of Jamal. So he got an Emmy nomination, a BET nomination, Teen Choice, NAACP. You really fucked it up. BET is big. He really messed it up. It's bigger than the Emmys because they are very queerphobic. Mm. They are very homophobic. Ugh, heartbreaking. Yeah. Like Pose not getting yeah. invited to the BET Awards. None mm. of the cast not being they weren't nominated. Invited at not even all? being invited. Yeah. No, that was the insult to the injury. Not nominated, but also not invited. Wow. Like I remember when when B Scott was a commentator for BET, and they didn't want to put B Scott on the red carpet wow. because B Scott is androgynous, you know, and and that was. Again, it was that thing of like, okay, we'll give you a little bit, but we can't give you all of it. Like we're doing, you know, a half and half sort of thing. So you're right. It was a really big deal for Jussie to get nominated by BET. Also, just the last point here, like white people close your ears. This is for us. But black folks, we have to realize that we have a lot of people in our community have been notoriously homophobic Mm -hmm. for a long time, which don't make no damn sense because who has been out here fighting for rights of black people the entire time? (gasps) on the front lines. Your Marsha P. Johnson's, your James it. Baldwin's like, hello. please don't act like black liberation didn't also involve queer people helping because they are, are at the intersection and also because they are here for liberation in general as black people in general are leaders at least. So we have to stop. And I think this kind of branches out to all minorities. Like everybody, like, I, I think this is James Baldwin, like, who everybody needs a nigga, or is this Paul Mooney? But <laughs> Paul Mooney, who everybody yeah. wants to be a nigga, except No, a nigga. not that like, one. It's everybody oh, needs it? a nigga. Like, so <laughs> if you are marginalized, you're looking for someone else who's lower than you to oppress. And mm. so if you are black and you are cis head, then you're looking at, que- not obviously not all black folks, not all, of course. but like you're looking for someone else to oppress. And it's really disheartening because like the goal should be to lift us all up Mm. where we belong so you know let's just 
with Empire, I really enjoyed that, like, even if you were kind of like or were homophobic or whatever as a black person or as anybody people still watch the show because it was so entertaining and so maybe we got to like permeate their brains with something yeah. a little they, bit they had to deal know? with it like, and that's right why it's upsetting them. that right. jesse did this because you were i hate rooting to, for him i yeah. hate yeah. to thrust like I hate to thrust morality on performers because the truth is, it's just like I, if my mechanic down the street, they, I found out he was like, you know, doing crime or was a, a creep or a weirdo. I wouldn't be like, I looked up to you at Valvoline. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And now my, now you fixed my car and now I don't want my car to be fixed by you. I got to burn my car now. I got to, <laughs> I got to get on YouTube and shoot my car because you, you, you did this to me. Like every other profession doesn't have morality thrust upon them. Right. However, unfortunately, when you choose to be so visible and in such a way that is so unique and so groundbreaking, you do have a responsibility. And mm. he, you know, he made it down. about him. He made it about him. One of the things that also made his role on Empire such a revelation was that it showcased Jesse's talents as a musician. Not only was he singing and dancing on the show, he also co wrote two songs in season one I Want to Love You and You're So Beautiful. Not long after, in 2015, Jesse announced that he had signed a record deal with Columbia Records. Now, in my opinion, IMO, I Want to Love You kind of sounds like a babyface Jodeci reject, like, you know, a throwback mm -hmm. that got left on the cutting room floor. But You're So Beautiful, it's kind of a bop in the first part of it. The first mm -hmm. part of it, I'm like, yes, give it to me. And Do you remember this song, Lacey? <sighs> I need I need a refresher. Okay, don't worry cuz we're we're going to get into it. So just to set the stage, in the episode there's some family drama about doing an album together and there's a lot of tension between Jamal, Jossie's character, his brother Hakeem and their dad Lucius, and Jamal is really struggling with how to come out to his family. And is when, when his father says, put the bad blood behind them and put it in the music, that inspires Jamal to perform a new arrangement of the song at the Empire Records' infamous White Party. So if you don't remember the song, do not worry. We are going to um, share a clip. Sometimes you feel insecure. Trust me, babe, I understand. Come on, it's such a bop. Even with no manicure, just know that I still hold your hand. Oh, and a rap? Give it to me. Okay, I remember this. Hey, wait for the chorus, because that's when it changes up. Come on now. It is a bop. It it's is a total bop. bop. Oh yeah, I remember it. Yes, I remember this. Yes. Okay, so this is not the trash just, can scene. Oh god, it it's just so bad. And then it goes into a flashback of uh, him putting on his mother's high heel shoes and Terrence Howard finding him and throwing him into a garbage can. In a garbage can? can? Yeah, he throws and him in a trash can. Why in a trash just, can? 
It's a metaphor. It's just like they're, it's a little, <laughs> yes. It's too, I'm it's dead. very heavy handed. It's deep. Um, you ever been in a yes. kiddie pool? It's deep. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit too much. So the first half is a bop, but then I just, it just was awkward and weird and a little too messagey. And you've got Terrence Howard looking down on him and being angry. And it just, it doesn't. It doesn't work for me. They could have. I mean, they could have just did it with pronouns. If he had just been like, "When I f- kiss you, boy," you know, like yes. or whatever, that would have done it. But Instead they had to be like, a man. "This kind of song and make a man a, love a man. a man." And then also, why is it saying the song is gonna make a man love a man? <laughs> right. Turns <laughs> like, out, because that that's giving propaganda. Like <laughs> you, you trying to say the gays trying to make people gay, and I honestly feel like as a gay, we don't we're not trying to welcome nobody over here. Like <laughs> Thank you. you know, the community's pretty cute. We have the best fashion. Seats taken. Listen, there's no more room in the inn. We you are need good. to leave. Like we, we don't <laughs> want y'all over here. I just I mean it it, it also just like taunts the character. Taunt mm-hmm. taunts Terrence Howard's character. So more on Jesse's music career. In 2018, he drops his first solo album, Some of My Music, some spelled S-U-M oh, of God. my music, right? <laughs> Which, you know, like Fran loves a pun, but it's giving clever kid in the class versus anything, saying anything substantive about the album. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't want to be the pun police, but the the title feels like a misnomer because it's like supposed to be a play on words. Some means the total. So is he saying this album is all of his music? Like, don't expect another album. This is it. Well, he ain't have another one. So well, it, <laughs> a self fulfilling exactly, prophecy. Prophetic. Okay, I'll speak exactly. to the insecurity of someone who is a, a, an actor who wants to secretly still do music. Yes. And I and feel I, like you should. I have the same type of voice as Jesse. I feel like I would have done no. really well it, in the 90s. What's it gonna be? It's a little nasally. <laughs> I can't pretend. Like, you I would have killed it in the 90s. Yeah. But, like, now, like, I don't know. I could do, like, avocado, I guess. No, but, like, British. some of my music to me sounds like I'm not trying to, like, over deliver or over you know sell and underperform it's just like here y'all go like i don't know it's maybe it's good it's stupid like you know in the writer's room like you'll be like here's a bad pitch it's like right. that that that's the title the title is like here's a bad pitch and maybe i'm off pitch <laughs> no, no here's the thing i do think that jesse has a good voice and so i wouldn't say you know i think that you have a good voice too and i do think there's something that he said for like strong throwback 90s vibes for him i think the issue was always the writing wasn't strong enough for what he was giving us. And I think he wanted these songs to be deep and they're just not very And deep. I'll say like it's it's not the music production of the album cuz I class I listened to it so you didn't have to so we all are going wow. to talk about it. Um it's not a researcher, it's, a journalist. You know ready, yes. ready. Um we go deep here on let me fix it, right? Research. Um it's just the lyrics like you're alluding to, Fran. Insecurities is the first track on the album, and the lyrics are just on the nose, to put it kindly. Um, and I want to hear what y'all think. So let, let's listen to the beginning of it, because it's not the whole thing. Just the beginning of it is, um, ugh, it's just cringy. He's so inspiring to me. He ain't shit from what I see. Folks away. Will they all turn when they hear he's gay? 
my success just one big mistake yo don't be a bitch listening to what they say it's just so on the nose Too it, on it's the nose. It, it, it like give us metaphor thank you give us a simile some, can i get a, a sim <laughs> And also, like, the thing, a problem with a song like this is it's not relatable. Who is listening to this and going, yep, this sound, I also sound like a lamb. What? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like he's trying to get ahead of, like, almost like. that part. What I said was a joke. Well, no, actually, it's, jokes are rooted in truth. I really do feel like I have a 90s nasally voice. But he's trying to get ahead of his because it is like right here this Mm -hmm. is where his tone lives and it's not necessarily like the softest on the ear right um and so he's trying to get ahead of it but it's like who do you think is going to listen to this song other than you like y'all like fran like you were saying like daylon like you were saying like and and relate to this now now i will say there has been a growing trend that um in music now like we've dissolved the metaphors it's just like my pussy pink my booty hole brown <laughs> <laughs> and i love it like pounds has i'm looking for the hoes quit playing it comes like a bitch toes like it is kind of fun yeah but at the same time like i feel like because of the consumerism and like commercialism of music and how they don't care about artist development anymore and they just want to mm-hmm. tiktok plays and they just want to get the streams and then they'll throw you away um that he wasn't wrong on the trend it's just it just, it feels a little narcissistic. It feels like he's yeah. so into himself, but he also is very aware that his creative strengths are lacking a little bit. And I think mm. Journey, I think Journey be hitting on that a little bit. And I don't think it's her fault, but when you have a sister who's more successful than you. I can only right. imagine. Right. I can and, only imagine. And I like mean, when you living in her shadow, because like honestly, if you say Juicy before he did the fake, thing honestly even after they still gonna call you johnny smollett's brother it's so true (laughs) yes but listen that's i would also argue that's a gift yo i am famous adjacent shit i'm i'm francesca's my best friend i am famous adjacent (laughs) right and it's it's and you're right you're right uh lacy that it's different when it's your sibling Mm -hmm. and they've been on tv shows together and they've walked red carpets and she's been nominated for awards and magazine covers and blah 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 and trying to carve your own lane is hard enough as a black person, as a queer person, but with another famous sibling, it's really difficult. I and can only imagine. I can't say any describing details because somebody will figure it out. But I I worked with um, a sibling of a very famous person on a show. They have their own fame in their own right. It's not, it's nowhere near as big, but they work enough. And I remember working with them for a while. I didn't mention the sibling because I just, I don't know. I don't want to be weird, right? But then there was like a natural conversation where the sibling kind of would come up and I said something and they completely just like shut up. They did not want to talk about their sibling. Wow. And they're so, you know what I mean? So it's like if you're in the someone's shadow and you want to do the same thing, it's like either you got to be, I guess in their minds, you got to be Janet and Michael yeah. or, you know what I mean? But you don't want to be Tito. 
Yeah, blink twice if it was Frankie Grande. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about he's always Frankie like, is enjoying his life. I think Frankie <laughs> one of those who's like, do y'all not know my sister Ariana? Frankie is milking. You want me to put it. my ponytail up right now and get my sleeves out, bitch? Don't Frankie's play with like, me. no one can tell which one of us is younger. We can all tell. We can all tell. <laughs> Listen, Frankie out here getting his. I'm I not love mad at it. him. I'm not mad and at him. And I feel him. like Solange is a good one too, where mm. Solange made her own lane and then you start to see beyonce's fashion because beyonce i love her to death she is my queen but she's never been a fashion girly but then you start to see when solange like when a seat at the table came out and like all of that like you start to see beyonce be like look at my little sister she know the young things let me let me get let me get into that bag with her well and jesse had like really just begun creating his own lane until he took a big shit on it right um yeah <laughs> but insecurities back to the album insecurities for me is like it's like a journal entry right it just like it's not it's it feels like rambling it's like rambling fishing for compliments all right so in 2017 jussie's record deal with columbia records fell through and that was the beginning of jussie's star beginning to fade while empire put him on the map he was not booking some of those significant roles outside of the show like his co-stars were and when subsequent seasons of empire became redundant less shiny and viewership became to fizzle, so did Jussie's character Jamal's storyline. Cut to 2019, aka the year of the worst PR stunt ever. Okay, we're about to give you the full timeline of Jesse Smollett hate, hate crime hoax, hate crime hoax. It's so ridiculous. Before we jump into the weeds, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Uh... So it starts with Jesse the victim, first section, January 29th, 2019. According to Jesse, at 2 a.m. in the dead of winter in Chicago, he leaves his apartment to get a Subway sandwich. On his way home, two masked men wearing MAGA hats make America great again, Donald Trump, allegedly punch him, throw bleach on him, yell racial and homophobic slurs at him, and they throw a noose around his neck. After that, he calls the Chicago PD, who announced an official investigation into Jesse's alleged attack. Okay, next day, January 30th, everybody comes to his support. Viola Davis, Kamala Harris, AOC, Naomi Campbell, uh, his Empire co-stars. Everybody is chiming in on him being attacked. I will admit, I was also one of the people who shared, like, in support, right? Like, 
when it happened, Same. we were all just like, this is terrible. Like we have to stand up and, and support him. Well, which it just makes um, it seem like, like you preyed on us. You really preyed on our emotions here. There was re- no reason for us to not believe that it had happened. So next day, January 31st, 2019, Chicago PD wants to check Jesse's phone in order to corroborate Jesse's telling of the events during the attack. According to Jesse, he was on his phone with his manager during the attack. But when cops ask for his phone, Jesse refuses to hand it over, thus raising suspicions. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you guys handing over your phones? Your whole phone? Are you guys you have getting a Subway sandwich in ah! the Chicago winter at <laughs> 2 a.m.? At 2 a.m.? <laughs> You want to eat fresh at 2 a.m. in the winter? And I I will call myself out. I have recently been dabbling in the Subway sandwiches. I will admit they are tasty. Jared sullied the name, but the brand, it's the the sandwiches are still good in my opinion. But at 2 a.m.? Fran, after you talked about that Subway sandwich, I went and got one two days later. And I was like, she's right. It still hits. It still hits. hits. The meatball subs still be buzzing. I won't Uh lie. Mm -hmm. Okay, you put a little bit of white cheese on it. Come on. But... But I just, it, that was what so was, it was curious to me. And I remember saying to my friend, because like, I don't say things publicly if they need to be in a group chat or right. you know, to a friend, I was like, somebody write about this. And I think he's lying. And I literally did say that before anything came out. <sighs> Uh-uh. Yeah, that was when it got weird. So then February 1st, Jussie speaks out and says that he's okay. And in a statement, he says, the outpouring of love and support for my village has meant more than I will ever be able to truly put into words. And I'm working with the authorities and have been 100% factual and consistent on every level. When you have to say I've been 100% factual and consistent, like you're, you're red flag, right? You're literally yeah. letting us know that something's not right. So February 2nd, 2019, at a concert that evidently had already been planned for some time before the attack, Jesse reads a statement to, um, at a packed house at the Troubadour in West Hollywood. Uh, I want us to take a listen to this because I think you have to hear it in his tone, right? His own voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it, it just gives even more like question mark, suspect. Let's, put, let's listen to that real quick. There's just a couple of points that I wanted to make really quick. Just because it's... Uh, Four points. My little sister is literally like Olivia Pope, like she's in the back. (laughs) I was bruised, but my ribs were not cracked. They were not broken. I went to the doctor immediately. Frank Gatson drove me. I was not hospitalized. Both my doctors in LA and Chicago cleared me to perform, but said to take care, obviously. And above all, I fought the fuck back. And wait for it. This is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. I'm the gay Tupac. Are the you gay, now? The gay Tupac. Do you even I, understand what is the with, reference? like the preacher voice he's doing? He's doing this like, you know, I'm like a an activist. I'm like a thought leader, right? It's it's very strange. Jesse Jackson, very Jesse Jackson. Jesse yes. Jackson. And I take it back. This was the moment where I told my friend that something was weird about this cuz like I like you friend supported in the beginning and then when I heard I'm the gay Tupac, I said, "Now wait a damn minute." <laughs> 
<laughs> so following after that performance, February 11th, Jesse turns over a PDF of his phone records after initially refusing, but some of the files are redacted and the police say there is no reason at that time to su- suspect any wrongdoing from Jesse. I'm, so I'm again, suspecting wrongdoing. We were still kind of like, what's going on at this right. point? So February 14th, 2019, two brothers, Obabinjo Ola and Abimbola Abel Osundario, are arrested and interviewed as persons of interest. The two worked as extras on Empire and had known had been known to take Jesse to the gym to train him. In the raid, the, the police seize a black face mask, Empire script, phone receipts, a red hat, and bleach from the brothers. So uh, all of the things that Jesse said were used in the attack. That same day, Jesse does a Good Morning America interview with Robin Roberts and suggests that the alleged attackers were white. He says, quote, if I had said the attackers were Muslim or Mexican or someone black, I feel like the doubters would have su- supported me a lot much more. Oh, God. A- the language <laughs> a lot much more. Got it. Um, uh, on his refusal to hand over his phone, he says, I have private pictures and videos and numbers, my uh, private emails, my private songs my private voice memos i would add you know your dick pics because everybody's got them right um and speaking trying to plug the music private song (laughs) okay okay um speaking through my gay tupac evidence oh god um speaking through tears he said uh to robin gay people should learn to fight these kinds of attacks on the one hand it is true that people are going to be more fired up if a suspect is a person of color right and take some shit seriously but at the same time that's why it feels super icky that he said that right it's just like oh so at this point the chicago police are saying that they have no evidence to support reports of the attack of the attack and it's starting to appear that the whole thing was staged. On February 6th, the Osandrio brothers are released. Okay, and then let's get to Jesse the suspect. So February 14th, 2019, Chicago PD announced that there has been some developments in this investigation. And they want to talk to Jesse. In a statement through his lawyers, Jesse says he's angered and devastated by recent reports that the perpetrators are involved are individuals he's familiar with. Then on February 20th, 2019, Jesse is charged with disorderly conduct and filing a false police report. 20th Century Fox, makers of Empire, then say that they're evaluating the situation and considering our options. So he's about to now, lose that job. that's when you really felt the shift turning yeah. because unfortunately, there are celebrities who get caught with their hand in the cookie jar all the time and they still keep their job. So... The fact that the network was like, we looking into this. Well, this was my secret tea Ooh, for y'all. Ready. So I was shooting Better Call Saul in Arizona. And I met an actor who is on Empire. And me and my homegirl, like, we just like, we're, you know, there's nothing to do where we were. So we would just like go to dinner and stuff. And so they told us that. Basically, the set was so tense because they were at like they were trying to roll into syndication, which is a hundred episodes. And if you know syndication, means that like the episodes will rerun. You'll get your residual checks on network. Yeah. So there's a lot of money on the line, right? When all of this happened with Jesse, 
And it got to the point where things were so tense between him and Terrence Howard that they could not have them film scenes together. Wow. They couldn't be on set at the same time. And everyone down to the the key grips, down to you. I mean, and I don't mean down like down lower, but I mean just like everybody on these sets. They went from being in full support of him to so angry when details started to come out that it became a disruption in his presence being there. Damn. And I heard that from somebody who like is if I said the name, you would know exactly who they are on yeah. the show. So well, like- obviously, obviously the tensions were high and they felt like they needed to respond because on February 22nd, Jussie is suspended from Empire and the studio releases a statement mm-hmm. saying that the allegations against him are, quote, disturbing. February 25th, reporters get a hold of a $3,500 check allegedly p- paid to one of the Ostendario brothers for the attack. Now, the check was written out for a five-week nutrition and workout program, which is a little expensive. For a little five expensive weeks? for five weeks. It sounds like implants to me. If, you're- if that's <laughs> not Ozempic, then what, what okay. are you talking about? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it is giving Ozempic okay. numbers, pre-Ozempic um, numbers. So March 14th, Jesse pleads not guilty because he's now a suspect and is released on $10,000 bond. March 26, after an emergency court appearance, all charges are suddenly dropped against Jesse. However, the Chicago PD and the mayor of Chicago at the time, Rahm Emanuel, stand by their case. The police superintendent said, at the end of the day, it is Mr. Smollett who committed this hoax, period. If he wanted to clear his name, the way to do it is at in a court, in the court of law, so everyone can hear the evidence. I stand by the facts of what we produced. On March 27th, Chicago mayor calls the case a whitewash of justice. And Joe, I think, I want to say Magots, but it could be Maggots. <laughs> Joe Magots, the prosecutor who decided to drop the case, tells CBS he thinks Jesse is guilty. In the end, Jesse has to forfeit his $10,000 bond and agree to do community service. March 29th, the Chicago PD orders Jesse pay $130,000 to cover the cost of the police officers and the overtime worked on the bogus case. In April, after refusing to pay the $130,000, Jussie is sued by the Chicago PD for the funds. And then in April, uh, the end of April, on the 30th, Empire is renewed for a sixth and final season, and it is announced that Jussie's character, Jamal, will not return. So, you know, even though the case had been dropped, it was feeling like people just did not want to touch him or that situation. The brand was tainted. Absolutely. So June 24th, Chicago PD releases body cam video of the night's alleged attack. In the video, Jussie is wearing rope fashioned like a noose around his neck. The officer asks him, do you want to take that? Do you want to take it off or anything? And Jussie responds with, yeah, I do. I just wanted you to see it. He was still wearing the noose? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why you ain't take the noose off, my guy? He, he wanted them to see it. He apparently. was wearing it like Cuban links, sir. <laughs> if it wasn't a hoax and you put a noose around my neck, I'm take taking it off. off immediately. I'll keep it as evidence, yeah. but you're hanging out with it around your neck? Yeah. So let's get to Jesse the convict. February 12, 2020, a special prosecutor is assigned to investigate how the case was handled and how the charges were made. Uh, Jesse is then charged with six counts of lying to police. November 29th, 2021, the trial begins. Prosecutors allege that Jesse staged the attack because he was dissatisfied with his salary and wanted to create publicity. They claim that he created a secret plan to appear as the victim of a hate crime perpetrated by Donald Trump supporters, um, which were then the Osandario brothers. In court, Jesse denies the attack was a hoax 
And he says he initially didn't call the police because, quote, as a black man in America, I don't trust the police. I'm sorry. I hear you, but like, <sighs> yo, it's fucked up that you're weaponizing this stuff like this, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's listen, I have the same feeling when shit's going down that I think, should I call the police? Like, mm. are the police going to get here and shoot me? Mm. Are the police going to come and put me in handcuffs, right? Like, it's a really valid fear. And it's so upsetting to say something again that is real, but in an instance where uh, the facts just don't line up. And also the fact that he said, like, didn't he say that the the MAGA people were like, well, you're that F word from Empire or yep. something? And it's like, yep. so you think people who are trying to make America great again are watching Empire? <laughs> like, right. you think they know who you are? And also, you think that they knew at 2 a.m. you was going to go eat fresh? So were they, they were waiting? They were parked outside the your apartment? And the, come yeah. on now. Yeah. It just, it's it just, it, like, the, all of the elements, when you start putting everything together, it just feels... And no shade, but a little bit of shade. It feels like actors doing a first draft of a pilot yes. script. Yes, yes. And, and they just like, this will be some, we need some action. This is gonna happen. And none of it's actually motivated. It's the vomit it's draft. Coming, it's a vomit draft. It needed a punch up. It, okay. You know, it <laughs> it's what so actors student. say like, oh, well, we do lots of improv on set. And it's like, no, you don't do any improv. <laughs> you, you actually don't. <laughs> like, I do improv and I don't even say that shit because writers write the stuff and then if I get inspired yeah. it's still the writer like but they'll be like oh we actually came up with that ourselves like girl Did you know? no 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 you definitely needed a writer to be helping you craft this idea so December 9th Jussie is found guilty on five of the six counts he was charged with after one day of jury deliberations March 11 2022 three years after the hoax attack Jussie is sentenced to five months in jail 30 months probation and is ordered to pay a fine of a hundred $45,000. March 16th, after being in jail only six days, Jussie is released on a $150,000 bond. Can I just say really quick, though? Um, so the police asked him, they were like, hey, we think this was a hoax. Listen, agree to disagree, okay? You pay us for the labor? You pay us $130,000 for the labor. Jesse said, no, fuck y'all. He, then he ends up paying close to, what is it? Five hundred and fifty, uh, two hundred, three hundred, one forty-five, and, and then one fifty, three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars because of his stubbornness. Just pay the money and like let it all go away. Yeah, I think that the stubbornness at the end of the day, the fact that he has never admitted to anything, and that's his right, of course. Sure. But he's really dug his heels in, and he's never said that he participated in this. He's said that it's real from the start, and he has now had to pay all of this money. Um, for wasting the police police's time uh, and getting out on bond. So now, where is Jesse today? Well, after a long hiatus from social media and the spotlight, in 2021, Jesse co-wrote and directed the film B-Boy Blues. It was his directorial debut for BET+. The film is described as a class and culture clash when a college-educated journalist from Brooklyn and a homeboy bike messenger from Harlem fall in love. Okay, gay story. Homeboy bike messenger. <laughs> Not just a bike messenger. He's a okay. homeboy. A homeboy. homeboy. A homeboy. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> he bike message like this. <laughs> he's throwing gang, throwing gang signs you know you know, as he's riding. This makes me old, but what makes him a homeboy is he has his speaker uh, blaring oh. on the street. Okay, right? Radio Rahim. <laughs> <laughs> so despite the film being well-received and nominated for a whopping 34 GLAAD Awards in 2022... <laughs> 
Jossie's career has yet to fully recover from the hate crime hoax, which is where we come in. So now that we've gone over Jossie Smollett's career, it's time for us to fix it. Let me, Let me fix it. Uh-uh. Let, Let me, me fix it. it. Um, okay, so I'm going to go first. And I'm just going to say, I just I think it's too late for him to have a redemption arc. The damage is done. If he was going to tell us the truth, it should have happened sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. It's now been three, almost four years. So I think that Jussie has to go full bad boy, like a la Kanye West or Chris Brown. Really lean into the fuck the police angle. Maybe do an independent film where he gets to be the villain. What is Jussie's Joker movie? Fully transform, put on 30 pounds of muscle, have a face tattoo. Really go for it. Because I think the biggest problem beyond the lying is that he has an authenticity problem. We have no idea who he is and the brand that he's selling, we are really not buying. Well, not even. I mean, he tainted the brand. The brand is just right. like t- co- a complete mess. I do hear you on the bad boy thing. Like, just completely fi- flip the script and just like have a persona that just is. Just be like, like yeah, you hate me and I hate you back. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. A very, very Omarosa, right? Yes. Very Omarosa. Yes. Own it. I also thought if he wasn't going to go the bad boy angle... Maybe he could go the philanthropic angle Mm. and do some sort of like scholarship program for black queer writer directors. And like the subtext is I'm giving back and I've learned so much and I want to help other creatives stay out of trouble and follow their dreams. So he doesn't say like I got into trouble. He's more like, you know, other people need me and I'm going to give back. And I think by like not taking up space, again, being an executive producer mm-hmm. on a project, being just the director and letting somebody else have the spotlight would be a way for him to slowly work his way back. Well, and taking that moral high ground is like almost unimpeachable, right? You can be like, yeah, you can talk about me, but look at what I'm doing, right? I'm doing yes. something to change, uh, to flip the script. Um, Lacey, we wanted to throw it to you and see, do you have a fix off the top of your head of anything that- I uh, do. Oh, what you oh, got? Yes. I think he needs to write a book and it can be about his life and a memoir or whatever, but at some point it needs to detail exactly how he planned and laid out this entire Mm. scam and let's call it a bad black gay. And and I want 30% of the proceeds to go to Glad. Thank you. Yes, Lacey. And I want him to be like, look, I did something shitty and people are shitty and I'm going to stand in the fact that I lied and people do not do that. I'm going full Will Jada. I want <gasps> mess. I think if he gives us red table mess and then is like, yo, like I still want to have a career. I still want to have fun with the girls. I still want to dollar dollar bill. Y'all drip drop drip drip drop. Like I still want to do those things. I feel like nobody ever fully owns it. Yeah. And he never could make a full new lane of like, yes. look, I'm the bad guy. And yeah. like be the bad guy. And then be I'm like, the look, I'm trying guy. to be good, but I don't know. I still might be bad later. I can't make no promises. And like, I feel like that is so titillating and something the public has never seen that they will latch onto it so hard. And he could choose to be the good guy after that, but it doesn't matter because after that, he could book every little bad guy role, every little weird, you know, whatever. People and- would eat it up. People would, yeah. everyone would read that book. It, it, it would be mm-hmm. a, a bestseller for sure. He would get to do lots of press. Everyone mm-hmm. would want to sit down with him. Everyone. I think you're, 
everyone. And I think you're smart to mention the Will and Jada of it all because Will took a long time off and then he came back after the slap with a book. He did the press. He said, I fucked up. And then guess what? We forgave him and moved on. And I think that you're right. A book where you really own up to everything would be really smart. With juicy details. <clears throat> I want With him to be on the Jussie view. Gets on- Jussie. Jussie, Jussie gets juicy. Jussie gets juicy. Jussie. And he he tells us from start to finish how he hatched the plan, how he got the hot trainers, like every little detail mm-hmm. down to the sandwich he ordered at Subway. And <laughs> <laughs> the girls are going to read it. I'm going to read it. And then I think he's, he, he takes the brand even further and goes and becomes a Tabitha Brown and is like, YouTube, Jesse gets juicy. I'm making all kind of juices. Come sit with me for an hour. And it's, he just has a little show on he YouTube. He becomes an influencer? Why not? That is actually very smart. Why not? Because then you don't have to, you don't have to uh, rely on anybody else to give you a job. And people will watch out of just morbid curiosity. Yes, like a train wreck. So my fix is I don't think truly Jesse can truly revamp his career and regain public trust at all until he admits and has like a full mea culpa. But to Fran's point, we've talked about this. I just don't think that's that's going to happen. Like he he's like his feet are like his roots are so planted right now that he can't. Mm -hmm. But to your uh, fix, Lacey, about a memoir, mine was the same thing. I think he needs to write a memoir, but I think it needs to be like a life memoir. And there's this one chapter that goes through the evidence bit by bit and explains how he's innocent and or he just admits it. He just says, I did it. And then it's done. And I don't because it's just going to be lingering your entire life. At best, you got another 40 years to live. You're just going to double down and lie about it for the rest of your day. Wait, Delon, share your uh, title idea for his memoir, because I think this was really yeah, funny. So mm-hmm. absent a full confession, I said it, uh, his memoir should be named Agree to Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, like, I, I, I know a book is coming. It has to be coming. Um, my other fixes were he's directing, so like become a less visible person in Hollywood, a writer, a director, right? Um, uh, and ghostwrite some music, right? The, Cardi B has all them ghostwriting rappers, just Ooh, like. Well, he can't write for himself. He I don't can't know. Really? <laughs> ghostwrite. That was bottom of the barrel for me. I was just yeah. scraping it there, but yes. Yeah, if you go on ghostwrite, Jesse, pull out the Ouija board and let the ghost <laughs> write for you. <laughs> <laughs> Casper, where you at? Off the mic. (laughs) Dead. So now it's time for our favorite segment, The Glow Up, where we give props to those who have turned themselves around without our help. I will go first on this one. Um, So Broadway musicals are becoming movies again, but they're using Mm -hmm. their own intellectual property. Let me explain. Broadway musicals, you know I'm Broadway guy, theater, things, all DeLon. Uh, Broadway musicals have always been movies, but they've been staged to screen. So Oklahoma, Cabaret, Sweet mm-hmm. Charity, Mimi and St. Louis, those are bygone times. But most recently, uh, Chicago, the musical, if we remember that, starring Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, what's that other woman's name? Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. And On Richard her Gere. third face. Because that was, we know, she's different I liked now. that one. I, yep. I did too. Me too. Me too. This recent one was, was well, she was drunk when I first she saw it. She got to settle like, in. It's going to settle in and yeah. then it's going to be like, like Madonna got her face together. It's, we, she gonna get Madonna's in. new face is has, looks like her old face. Yeah, she got it right. She's, uh, mm-hmm. Agree to disagree. <laughs> no, no, no. You haven't seen it. You, you haven't, haven't seen, seen it recently. One. Oh, really? The new one. She got so a new, she new has one. A, she has a new the, new are one. Are the cheeks are the cheeks deflated? Yeah, yeah she was giving. Yeah, she looked like the guy from Saw, and now <laughs> she don't look like that. She looked an she, absolute 
mess. She don't. She looks good now. She, uh, okay, I don't. I have, again, she, it looks pretty good. I, I, and to Lacey's point, you obviously have to let it rest. You can't be back on the red carpet fresh off the table. No, you gotta let it. You gotta chill for a minute. You gotta let it marinate a little bit. So uh, Chicago was a big, a big musical, movie musical. Dream Girls, obviously we know that one. Jennifer mm-hmm. Hudson, Beyonce. Les Mis was another one with Anne Hathaway. Anika Nani Rose, sorry, I have to say Anika Nani Thank you, Anika Nani Rose. My heart, my heart. Thank you so much, Lacey. Um, but on Broadway, forgive, we ha- we're going through this era, and I hope we're coming out of it, of like taking movies and making them musicals. So like... They're, they're just tapping into our nostalgia bones. So Beetlejuice the musical, Tootsie the musical, Mrs. Doubtfire the musical, Some Like It Hot, Mean Girls the musical, Color Purple the musical. But with Mean Girls and with Color Purple, they were movies and then they became musicals and now they're becoming musical movies. Movie, yes. Um, and so like, first of all, there are more ideas out there. So let's let's tap into those. But I think it's, um, that's my glow up there. They're taking their own IP and making them, you know, musicals on film. The one that is highly anticipated this year is Wicked. Or sorry, it's coming out in 2024, November 2024. Wicked with Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo, which is going to be in two parts. And um, I'm kind of mad about it. Yeah. Y'all don't need it's two already parts taking so long to cut it up into two feels we like we don't need two yeah. parts. We could just do one. And Dalen, just real quick. The only one that I would say to your point that I'm against is Titanic. Have you seen that off Broadway? <sighs> I have not yet. And my friend is a music director. I have to see this show. It is so funny. So basically, it's a Celine Dion impersonator who's retelling the (laughs) Titanic movie. So it's called Titanic? Yeah, with a Q. Yes. It's so good. I was like, why is Lacey mispronouncing Titanic? (laughs) I can't read. I was like, my Fantasia story. I can't read. (laughs) Get out. Oh, my God. That's so clever. So camp. Like, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a scene where, like, you know, they have the car sex scene with the hand. They bring mm-hmm. out like a like a toy, like Fisher Price car to do that <laughs> scene. It's so stupid. It's so fun. So Titanic, I would see that as a movie. And it's like, Shalinda, I'm like giving the whole story. And like, she's not yeah. there, obviously. Like, it's amazing. But everything else, I am kind of tired. And no one wants to see a two part of Wicked. Like, no. come on now. No. That's too long. Yeah. That's, it's hard enough to get people into the theater one time. You know what I'm to saying? get them to come back. That's a lot. Is it intermission? Like, is it like I watch the first part and then we OP and then we come back and the theater's still going to AMC? No, I think they're doing it as like put out one and then a few months, then a few later, months later, the yeah. second part is going to come out. Y'all just yeah. trying to get, I mean, and eventually I am going to go or just watch it on whatever streaming platform, but like, I'm mad about it. All right. So, my globe this week is a celebrity throwback. Vanessa Williams. So I'm not sure if y'all remember this, but Vanessa Williams first broke onto the scene as the first black winner of the Miss America pageant in 1984. And then she was forced to resign the title after Penthouse Magazine purchased and published some unauthorized nude Mm -hmm. photos of her, which is fucked up for a lot of reasons. Okay. Because she did not give the photographer permission to sell those photos. And then she gets slut shamed for somebody else violating her privacy. Okay. After that happens, not only did Vanessa go on to have a super successful career in film, TV, and music, she got a public apology from the Miss America pageant during their 2016 broadcast. Meanwhile, the Miss America pageant has struggled for relevancy and ratings, hitting an all-time low in 2019. And in 2021, they said, let's pull the plug, mm. and they moved it to bro- to streaming. It's only online. You can't watch it on TV. 
Meanwhile, Miss Vanessa Williams is booked and busy. She was on Black Lady Sketch Show this past year, RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. uh, Broadway's POTUS, or Behind Every Great Dumbass, Are Seven Women Trying to Keep Him Alive. Um, she also published and narrator, narrated a children's book in 2020 called Bubble Kisses. So talk about a glow up and having the last laugh. Shout out to Vanessa Williams. I will also say this thing about the Miss America pageant. I'm I'm glad that like its star has begun to shine because like it was always problematic, right? Yes. And I get it's a scholarship program. It's like Is that. It? It's that. Thank you, right? <laughs> but like I'm so glad that like that's one of the cultural things that we're like we're not doing this anymore. We're not going to make you starve yourself and parade you and look at you in a bikini and, right? and say like you're the best and listen to like... you not be able to sing. And I am telling you, but. <laughs> Right, exactly. Right. Um, imagine if you filled out FAFSA, you had to put on a swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Show us. Like, you that- want a pale gram? You better put that pussy up here. <laughs> pussy for the pale, honey. Dead, dead. Oh my God. Lacey, do you have a glow up this week? I do have a glow up. Yay. Okay, so uh, my glow up might still be a little problematic i don't know i'd have to look into them further but i will say that one of the biggest globes that i've seen without really any media help has been mike tyson Mm. obviously like he was an abuser and he was like very violent and you know ate somebody ear (laughs) and (laughs) which did y'all know mike tyson has a line of vapes now that's about the ear what's it called oh my god oh god i I want to be called chomp or something no, he got it's it's a hold on. We need this. It's, I'm I'm googling right now. It's like you know George Foreman had grills. Mike Tyson got vapes. It says vape Tyson is what it's called. Tyson heavyweight. And he Tyson also vapes. got some weed that's like the, about the ear, and it's like <laughs> they shape them like ears, but like ear gummies. Yes, no. but Mike Tyson obviously was violent and and very problematic. But I remember I was listening to his. Or not, I wasn't listening to his podcast. I saw a clip of his podcast. But he had Lil Boosie on. And he was lecturing Lil Boosie down about homophobia and about... Wow. Okay, Mike Tyson. A broken clock. Right. Maybe it's just a broken clock. But also about misogyny and stuff. And it's like when Mike Tyson is getting on your ass, even if you don't agree, you sit next to Mike Tyson, you don't want those hands. So Boosie (laughs) just listened. And I was like, okay, maybe Mike is making a turn for the better. Now, I'm not going to stand on that. I do not know for sure if he's still on the up and up. But I saw that and I was like, look at you fixing yourself. Because back in the day, you was living this life. This, you know. You know, I will. I will say that like his problematic history is obviously not erased but we do need men to call out other men Mm. straight men specifically and so like there is something to be said for that especially you know kind of what we were talking about this whole episode when it comes to homophobia a lot of black people do not want to have that conversation and to see a hyper masculine man again does not excuse his history does not you know mean that he is redeemed but you have to admit that somebody like him speaking out against homophobia is going to change some people's minds who probably would never think about, inter- you know, investigating where that's coming from. Right. It's that calling in, right? If you're if you're living the same Venn diagram with somebody else, calling them in and having a conversation about to unpack the thing is a little less 
um, abrasive or a little less combative, right? It's like, no, let's just have a conversation about the thing, how I see the world, you know? I would right, argue my- it's more. I think men are likelier to listen to men who they feel like yes. could physically harm them real Ooh. good than, than, than anybody else. So it's like, if Mike Tyson mm-hmm. telling you, you fucked up, and it's like, what you gonna say back to Mike? Right. Because <laughs> right. he, he could be your ass. Do you want to keep both ears? Okay. Right. right. Exactly. So buff dudes, if, you, if you're <laughs> sex positive, if, if you are not a bigot, like, get out there and, like, muscle up on your friends and tell them For- misogyny is bad and homophobia is bad. Please, please. We need you. Do your part for us. So, Classroom, that is our episode. But you know, as always, we want to hear from you. Do you think Jesse Smollett was really the victim of a hate crime? Is there anything he could do to revamp his career now that the dust has settled? Hit us up on Instagram at FixItPod and let us know. And of course, you can always drop us a comment to suggest a TV show, a celeb, or brand that you want us to fix in the future. And before we go, we have to give a huge thank you to our amazing guest, Lacey Mosley. Please make sure to subscribe to the Scam Goddess podcast. Lacey, where else can our listeners find you? You can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. And if you want to listen to Scam Goddess, it's available everywhere. And Chicago, look out. We're coming to your city. Oh, yes. You're doing live shows. Seeing Lacey in person. Listen, if you love her on the pod, I guarantee you she is a thousand times better in person. Get those tickets so that you can be in the congregation, in the building. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us a rating on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I am Francesca. I'm Delon. And this was Let Me Fix It. Let Me Fix It! Ooh, ooh, ooh.